You may or may not have heard, but this past Monday, I was in a car accident. Julian and I are both fine. The other driver was injured, but it was minor, thankfully, and the paramedics got to her quickly. And though I wasn't being reckless, uh, there was a van that was pulling into our neighborhood that hid a car that was still going straight. I was ultimately at fault. And all week, this wreck has weighed heavily on me because someone else was injured, because Julian was with me in the car. I was painfully aware of how my actions, even though accidental, had led to someone else getting hurt and could have had much worse consequences. I'm thankful that it wasn't any worse. But I noticed through the week how difficult it was to talk about the wreck. I had made a mistake, a mistake which had immediate consequences, and I felt ashamed. Sometimes when we feel ashamed, we want to hide. We want to distance ourselves from what's happened. I was dealing with the aftermath. I couldn't distance myself in that way, but I could get quiet, and I did. In our gospel today, Jesus doesn't sound much like Jesus at all. A woman comes to him for help, and first he ignores her completely. Then, when the disciples complain and ask him to send her away, he seems to agree and says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, there is a sense in Matthew in which Jesus' ministry is growing, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. At the Great Commission, the disciples will be sent to Judea, then to Samaria, then to the ends of the earth. But that seems a callous distinction to make when someone is in front of you asking for help. But it gets even worse. When she begs, Jesus tells her, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. That statement is every bit as insulting as you fear it might be. Jesus has just thrown out a slur. If his mother Mary had been there, you can bet that she would have pulled him aside and said, I know I did not raise you to speak like that. <laughs> this passage has always been an uncomfortable one for Christians. And there are all sorts of interpretations where we tie ourselves in knots trying to explain how Jesus didn't mean this. I've heard that he was teaching the disciples, doubling down on their complaints to show them how ugly they were being. I've heard he was testing the woman. This is my least favorite explanation because what God tests a woman who is suffering with such an insult? I've heard that he was tired, and that seems maybe the most plausible, but it still doesn't excuse what has happened. I think at this moment, Jesus makes a mistake. 
If you'll think in our confession, we have this thing we pray for, those sins done and left undone. A mistake is one of those things that can be left undone. So Jesus' humanness is on full display. He hasn't set out to be spiteful, but whether because of tiredness or something else, he wants this woman to go away. And he throws out an insult he's probably heard a million times. It was part of the water he drank. Thanks be to God that this woman didn't turn around and just leave. Instead, this woman hears this phrase that has always been weaponized against her, a phrase often uttered unthinkingly, but hurtful nonetheless. And instead of fighting back, escalating the situation, she takes the whole thing and turns it on its ear. Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. If you have been in a wreck, you know that time slows down right before the impact. I truly had not seen this car coming in my wreck on Monday, so I had only a split second that stretched out before me. But I knew right then that I had made a mistake. I think Jesus had the same moment of shocking clarity. I imagine him feeling the sudden prick of the Holy Spirit and looking up to meet the eyes of this woman for the first time to really see her. I imagine his stomach dropping to the floor with the sudden realization that she is entirely right. She knew that the table of the Lord was bigger than any one culture. And Jesus agreed. After all, he had just fed 5,000 men plus women and children. The crumbs from that feast filled 12 baskets full of bread. There was no reason to limit God's grace. Maybe he did respond out of tiredness. Maybe he responded out of what he had been taught. There are many things in our lives that we don't realize are hurtful to other people until they're standing right in front of us. This is an example of cultural racism in Jesus' time, not unlike the racism that still exists in our country. Jesus made a mistake believing the lies the culture had told him, but when he was confronted with it, he didn't leave it undone. He learned and he changed. He healed her daughter and he acknowledged that the table was big enough that she didn't need to pick up the crumbs off the floor. There were seats to spare. Jesus was both fully God and fully human. Luke tells us that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, the same as any of us. It's not sinful to learn and to grow and to change. When we're confronted with our mistakes, the sin is in ignoring them, in hiding them, not in learning from them and changing how we act. 
we will all make mistakes in our lives. We will all say something we don't mean, act without thinking, repeat the lies that live in our culture. When those mistakes come to light, we have a choice. We can ignore or hide them. We can get defensive and deny them. Or we can feel our stomachs drop, become still, look into the eyes of the person that we've hurt, tell them that they are right, and change. Amen.